Aloha mai kako, aloha, welcome to Mana Bombs Podcast, powered by Pumahina Designs. It's me, Kanoi Lani Davis. Ami Kulani, Jeremiah Wong. Aloha kako. Aloha everybody. Today's daily Mana Bomb is, darling, escaping or avoiding is addicting. Face your shit and handle your business. Nothing was run by people who run. Our focus is, what is the root issue in myself? Can I think back to when it all started? And the way we want to engage each other is how has avoiding or escaping not worked for myself? And when has it worked? Why is the addiction of it unhealthy? And when I talk about avoiding and escaping, let's talk about whether it's work, our integrity, or even our own boundaries. Well, that's just a lot. <laughs> is it? It is. Holy <laughs> moly, pajoli. <laughs> I cry. Okay, so the part that caught me was, darling, nothing was run by people who run. That just stuck. I was like, okay, okay. I was a runner. I'm looking at the root of it all now, learning how to kilo through things and observe. I still can't pinpoint yet exactly when things started. And when I said I'm lonely, that's what I think about when I'm thinking about running. Just kind of weird, I guess. So trying to create my own boundaries. How do I do that so I don't feel lonely? I don't know. I'm scatterbrained this morning. How about you, Chef First? <laughs> okay, I'm always scatterbrained, but we'll try. <laughs> um, I think the reason this has come up for myself, I mentioned this a few episodes ago, was that my root came from as a child when things were tough, my grandparents or parents or whomever, they would send me away at a drop of a dime without question from childhood. So I have this issue with fight or flight. I say have not because I've solved it. I've gotten better at it, but it doesn't mean it's gone away. And it came from that time when I was a child, when things got tough, I got kicked out. And when I say tough, my new, it was because there was two alpha females in a house. And if I had attitude, it was enough to pack my bag and send me away. So from eighth grade up until my senior year, I lived in different, I'd always come back, but the second I had an attitude, I was out. Did I learn? Obviously not, because from eight to 12th grade, I did it every other year. So I learned that from that point that I didn't have to deal. I just had to leave. Whether it was my fault or not, it didn't even matter. I could avoid it and escape it. To me, in my mind, at that point, I okay, here's a twisted part. When I became an adult, I felt that my grandparents were trying to teach me a lesson in being a strong, independent woman. That's how I twisted it in my brain, which it did. Now that I'm a little bit older and understand self-worth and value and my confidence and fight or flight, now that I hear all these things, I'm like, oh, no. It's good that you thought you were getting your life lessons at that time, but that's not normal. There's better ways of teaching somebody how to be strong. So I still appreciate that time. I do, but that's my root. And so as I've gotten older and I say escape and avoid, whether it be work, stuff I'm supposed to do and I don't want to do it, I will avoid it to the last minute and then just bum rush it. If it had to do with my integrity, say for instance, I lied. Say for instance, I bullshitted my way through things. Yeah, I would avoid the fact that I didn't have integrity. Yeah, I would avoid the guilt 
I would avoid the accountability mm-hmm. and I would deny, 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 deny. And then as far as my own self boundaries, yeah, I have avoided knowing my na'au or my intuition is telling me not to do something. Yeah. I would just be like, no, that person has potential. No, that person is good. No, I sacrificed myself a hundred million times based off of avoidance and escaping. And then what the consequence of suffering, that's what I've learned in my 43 years. And I've learned it's not worth it. <laughs> not worth it. Can it be addicting? Absolutely. Because it's the only thing you know. And it's unhealthy. The addiction is the fact that you don't know what's going to happen in that detox stage, right? The historical traumas that are starting to come up, the stuff you have to actually deal with. Oh, the parts you have to actually be accountable for. <laughs> yeah, it's scary for break addiction because you're actually going to have to face yourself. So it is unhealthy. But once you break the habit and the addiction, I truly deeply believe, and I've had to go through this, I swear to you, life is 10 times 10 times easier because you're not holding in so much. You're being your authentic you. Can't be your authentic you while you lie to others as and you lie to yourself. You're just lying to yourself by telling yourself you're the authentic you. You know what I'm saying? So freedom is not easy. Liberation is not easy, but it is way easier than the suffering. I promise you that. Yeah, that's where that came from. <laughs> Man. I could go so many ways with this one now that I understand a little bit more about process that, you know, when you're in that space. So like you, I thought lying was easy up until the point I met Darren. But when I met Darren and he could automate the bullshit right off the bat, there was no use in lying anymore. And it was from that moment, I was 23. And it was from that moment, I just lying wasn't in my favor. Like I thought it was all those years ago. It's growing in up, nobody's you know? favor. That's right. It's in nobody's favor. But, I'm, but like full on, I'm like, this is dumb. Why would I lie anyway? And then from that moment on, it was just like, if I have nothing nice to say, I just don't say it. I think it a lot. And I give you eyes like I want to tell you, but I just don't say it. Like, I feel like I ran away from home. I never did get pushed out of home or sent away. But I feel like I try running away from home at times because I felt like my siblings had more attention paid to them than I did. I don't know if that's a part of me feeling lonely. And like you in your mind, I thought as an adult, I thought the lesson was no kunani. Your lesson in that is you didn't need that much babying that your brothers did because you're such like the mother who did it for them. I didn't get that lesson. It wasn't like straight out. And it was years that I used to be like, how come she doesn't? congratulate or mahalo things or acknowledge but in actuality she was doing it to everyone else when she was conversing and I came up in the conversation I never heard it myself so I thought something was wrong with me so it wasn't until Darren flat out was like babe why do you think she do that and I was like I don't know maybe she loved her sons more than she loved me and it's like no it's because you're just like her. She knows that you don't need the poking and the prodding. You're already moving forward, working just as hard as her. You, you, you're not afraid for work. You're not afraid for make that space your space and claim it and move in it. You know, your brothers, they may be. And that's why she just got to pay a little bit more attention. But I felt like I was running away from things because I would try not to be in that space anymore. I mean, I don't know. Still kind of confused on this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh- Right. Escaping, avoiding, feeling unworthy. It's easier for you to remove yourself than have somebody else make you feel unwanted. 
like yeah no, fine i'm out kind of thing yeah so it's not a bad thing too but I'm, I'm wondering how does it integrate with your daily life as an adult right now how has it affected yeah. you one thing i could think of in your instance it sounded like well it wasn't a choice but it was kind of a choice because you ran away right in my instance it wasn't a choice mm-hmm. but in similar ways there's this self-worth that we're dealing with the positive quote-unquote positive part about that is we're just not gonna put up with a lot of stuff so hey life lesson learned but mm-hmm. on the other end you know it makes us i don't know i will speak for myself i think the avoidance of or that escaping is not in our favor when we don't deal yeah when we don't want to sit and deal which i feel like is a lot of this generation easy out and so when we don't want to deal we got to reflect is it because we're not putting up with disrespect and dishonor or are we doing it because we're scared i think when i look back at all of those lessons because in today's day and age i try i don't like sitting in the I don't like sitting in the negative spaces. Sometimes I wake up in one, but I don't like to sit in it. So when I think about what happened to to me in the past and I look at how I'm dealing with things today, I feel like I've gotten help because I've I've sought out the help to kind of help me acknowledge what I'm looking at. You help me see that there are boundaries that need to be in place in order to be a healthy you because we need to know that our bubble is a safe space for us and who we let in and out is our choice. It's not the other person trying to bust it, bust our bubble, right? I also need to look at why would I want to run now? What am I running from? And I ain't running anymore. So I guess that's where I'm sitting with things. Like, I ain't trying to run. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to figure it out. Trying to figure out exactly where that root issue is for me has been a little bit difficult. I don't like run. I'm flat out stating that. I ain't trying to be the one who running. I want to sit and I want to understand and I want to focus on whatever I need to do to better myself and be a healthier version of me spiritually, mentally, physically. I'm not trying for avoid or escape at this point. I know I did it though. In in my past, I was like, nope. And I was like that very much. I just dug out. If it didn't serve me, it didn't serve a purpose in my space. I was out. You know, I've had relationships, didn't have a problem. I know, I lie. I had a big ass problem removing them because they meant so much to me. It was toxic. It was toxic for me and my own sanity. I had to love me more than them. By, and the way I did that was I removed myself so that I wouldn't feel that way anymore. Does it hurt to sit in this space and think, man, I wish I had a better relationship with that person? Frick yeah. Yeah, it does. But what is it going to do for me now? I don't know. Well, the good thing is that nothing is 100%. Yeah. Meaning, it doesn't mean things will be different in the future and that we all change ourselves and the other person. So nothing is 100%. That's a, one thing we can bank on. Mm. Um, so we have choices. The choices are still there. But again, I think the part of the addiction to escaping and avoiding is interesting because we're also talking, we're not just talking about outside that we escaping avoid. We're talking about our lahu in our brain. All of our board members, we are escaping and avoiding. You know, that one board member who's trying to keep your integrity, keep your honor, girl. Do you and do it right. Don't be afraid. It's going to be okay. And then you have that other one that was like, nah, let's go do it. It's going to be fun. Just suffer the consequences later. Who cares? 
you know, live life once YOLO, you know, and uh, go do, go do your thing, you know, whatever, or that part of us. I think I mentioned it earlier, right, is the, my own self boundaries. And I think some people battle with that too. Physical abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, all those lying, you know, all those things in a relationship you're willing to put up with, but you know, you told yourself before you got into any relationship stuff that you will not put up with and yet you stay. And a lot of the times we stay because it's healthy to learn, to love yourself, to learn, to forgive, to work things through, to start to regain trust, to give people time. So there are healthy parts of it. And then there are all the unhealthy parts of it is maybe you keep finding yourself in similar you get out of that one and you're in another one and it's the same thing. Get out of that one and you're in another one and it's the same thing. And you're asking yourself, why does this always happen to me? How come it's I can't never change? Maybe it's you, boo. Maybe it's you. Oh, it was me. <laughs> and then I started telling myself, Mm-mm, that's not your norm. Change it up, girl. Change it. Do do what you never do before. Yes. I do, and I learned that in the last six months. That it's okay to change up. Sometimes, sometimes, same thing, same thing, all the time doesn't help you. <laughs> sometimes it hinders you. Well, I mean, that's part of kilo, right? So you do the same thing over and over and over. You get the same results over and over and over. And you're still unhappy. Okay. All right, self. I'm talking to myself, right? Do it differently. See what happens. That one thing that scares the shit out of you, you're going to do it. See what happens. Mm-hmm. Come out of it and you're like, oh shit why didn't i do that sooner and you're like okay let's try it one more time to see what happens right the opposite of what you would normally it works mm-hmm. again now you start seeing okay maybe i really gotta change myself and we start we stop blaming others yeah and then when we stop blaming others then we start to reflect on ourselves so we change shifting that mana from mm-hmm. outwards to inwards and then we don't sit in our blame instead we recognize that a, a bit we're aware of what we're doing wrong and we shift because you don't want to get stuck in the blame part. Mm. I, I believe that's where the depression starts to hit. Yeah. Ooh, potency. Yeah. That one's a hard one. Don't get stuck in depression. Don't get no. stuck in the blaming. But it's not easy. It's not easy. No. But be ready to do the work. That's the thing. Be ready for do the work. On you, for you. And you don't have to do it alone. It's good to do it with somebody who can guide you through it. Way easier. Guide. <laughs> guide you. Guide. Not do it for you. Guide. Yes, guide. Yeah. I got a guide. You got a guide. You need a guide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's hard. Mahalati. Something to think about. The good thing is if you can find the root, even better, because you can play it out. And I know it can be really like historical trauma is real, even within our lifetime versus historical trauma through culture, through colonialism, through whatever historical trauma, maybe even just not going that far, just going within yourself, be brave and courageous to go there. One thing I always say is you're never ready. Trust yourself, though. Trust yourself. You're going to get out of that, that you're going to have to enter one more time to figure it out. Just one more time. Yeah. Nothing was run by people who run no change without change Kako. yeah feeling okay to ponder more yeah i'm good on pondering there's a lot of things i need to try and, and figure out first before i can actually you know i think i need to find the root so i need to sit with that a little bit and just 
figure out what it is exactly so that I can start to acknowledge and, and process through it all so that it'll just off the shoulders. It'll just slide off the shoulders with ease and I won't. One good way to do that, to go back, is to look now. And I what, what I mean by that is even if you were to, I like writing because I have a physical way of looking back, but like even if you were to write down what you're avoiding in your present um, and escaping from in your present. And then if you want to break it down from like social work, relationship and self avoidance, mm. like just cat- like just writing it. Don't, you don't need to categorize. I hate when people categorize. I shouldn't say I hate. I dislike when people categorize when they work, when I work with them because they get stuck in these boxes that they yeah. find is negative. And I'm like, no, there are positives in that. We're just going to pull it apart because you can play it to your strength. But you want to, you do want to look at different parts of you from work, social, relationship, and self, and then figure out what you're utilizing. Of, like, what are you doing that's avoiding or escaping certain aspects of your life in the present or up to the present? Once you can identify and actually lay it all out like puzzle pieces and look at it, you may find the root right there. And then you can go back to the past to see where that root started. So you're not having to rehash every junk thing that happened to you in your childhood, unless you're willing to do that. But sometimes you don't need to. You can just lay it all out, look at it, find your common denominator, and then something will may possibly invoke a memory from your childhood. And, the, mm. and although you can't change the past, but you can acknowledge it and go, okay, that's where it came from. Now you place yourself like, why did she act like that? Why did he act like that? I'm talking about our parents or our aunties or uncles or grandparents. Why? Then you can recognize possibly that it wasn't you, yeah. that it was possibly what they were going through. And it was projected upon you. And when you can sit there and go, okay, that's not mine, but I did suffer those consequences. Maybe I can release it. I'm thinking... Honestly, I'm thinking that's where a lot of mine lies. It's a result of my mother's traumas. Because, yeah, yeah. It's a result of my mother's traumas um, that I learned of as an adult. Like later on in life, I learned about it. And and then things, a lot of things made sense after that. Like, oh, okay. Crazy. Yeah. So as parents and grandparents. Trying to break the cycle. This is generational, historical, generational bullshit. So my two older daughters got my projection, to which I only knew understanding the projections of my grandparents. I had already figured out the the, uh, root a long time ago, but it took me two daughters to then figure it out. And I went, oh, shit. Yeah, that was not mine. So my two little ones, I raised very different, not more conscious. We're more conscious of that. So we can look at us now to help us find that path to the past to get to the root to recognize it's not us it's that it was them and that's okay that's okay but it's yeah. not going to be me for the next generation that i am responsible yeah or the Which people my grandchildren me. right yeah because i know i projected on my own child she got slivers you know I, I think uh in the relationship that i had he was the guy darren was my guy to discovery of myself and because of that i was able to let go a lot but raising my daughter a lot of stuff came right back up and I did it just like my mother would have and then I recognized it and then I tried to fix it you know I 
called it out and I was like, oh my God, I can't do that again. You know, like, and I talked through it. I had a talk through with him and a sit down with my child to explain what had happened with me. So she understands that I'm super sorry for what I did, you know, as a result of something that happened to me, thinking it was the right way to do things. Yeah. Yep. Woosa. Yeah, we saw that one. Simple but not easy. And uh, let's keep going. Let's keep trying and shifting and take it step by step. Yeah. I love when we come to our little revelations of like, oh, so I hope that is the same for our listeners. Yeah. Because we all need it. It's never too late. Never mm-hmm. too late. The longer we wait and the slow boat to China we take, the more damage gets done that you got to fix. I just want to keep that in our minds. That's so the funniest the more, thing. The more shit we gotta clean up later. And I've had yeah. I've kind of had to deal with that with a past partner was that the longer you avoid it, the longer you just time still moves. Children still grow. So while you're trying to figure yourself out, they're still growing. They're still yeah. watching. They're still learning. So it might be to your benefit as well as them if you hear the hell up. Yeah. Right. You're not expected to get it done tomorrow. But if you don't start the work and you start, don't start shifting. Like I said, I say this from experience with two daughters that I had to raise like that. Don't go through what I went. Don't get uh, off the slow boat to China. Get off the slow boat to China. You probably could paddle faster than that and swim faster than that. So stop avoiding, stop avoiding yourself from growing and stop being afraid. Absolutely. And one great way to do that, Kako, is join us next Monday evening at six o'clock Hawaii standard time for our vision and vibes workshop. We haven't had it for a couple of months, but it's back. It's in effect and it's never too late to start. You ready right now. So come on and get in, click on the link in our bios or email us at monobombspodcast.gmail.com for more information. There is a small fee, but I promise you it'll be worth your time with us. Come in, enjoy some libations and some time with us too. Visions and vibes, Kako. We vibing like that. Mahalo. I hope to see you folks there. Signing off from the island of Molokai, it's me, Kanwailani David. And over here on Busy on Oahu, it's me, Kulani Jeremiah Wang. Ahuyo! Aloha! For your daily mana bombs, be sure to follow on Instagram at Pomahina Designs, which is Kanwailani, and myself at Kulans.manabombs. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check in every Monday and Friday for a new mana bomb episode. Aloha!